Hey there, creative people. It's Office Hours podcast time. My name is Ashton. I'm David. And welcome to the official podcast of I Flew 850 Miles to Record in Person and Book an Atlanta Guest Podcast Network. Welcome to Office Hours, folks. This is episode 16. 16. 16. See, look, I got it right. Hell yeah. It's where we pick apart all the things that go bump in the creative night and occasionally what camera not to buy. But we got a really great episode for you guys today. Um, We actually... Uh, did this one in person. I uh, flew up to Stanhope to check out the tannery uh, and hang out with David Patino in person, which was a wild ride. Funny enough, we actually booked an Atlanta guest. So go figure, right? We booked an Atlanta guest. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for, well, I'm, I'm making you take the credit on that or share the credit on that one. Um, it was good. So, it was a good yeah, though because I mean, it wasn't about, uh, you know, it wasn't about having the episode. It was about uh, spending time and hanging out and doing that kind yeah, of absolutely. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Broing down. Yeah. Um, where I left thinking, holy cow, David Patino's got the proper setup at the Tannery Studio. If you haven't been there, if you're anywhere near Stanhope, you need to go make a pilgrimage that way. Just call first. Yeah, you'd probably call first. <laughs> Might be the, the nice thing to do. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so we have a great episode for you today. We actually had an opportunity to talk with Dan Almasy out of Atlanta, Georgia. And this was a really cool interview, I think. You know, um, I've known Dan for a little while, um, and and David has known Dan through the internet for a little bit, and uh, it was kind of cool to uh, just connect on on just different parts of the creative process. You know that you know we usually talk about creative process here and feeling stuck, and we dive into that pretty hard on this episode. Um, so I think that there's some really great insights that Dan comes out with with as a creative that's been at it for a long time, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we you and I have been at this for a hot minute, and so I think there's always this. Um, there's these fun bits that come out when you have a bunch of like veterans. I'll, I'll use that magic air quotes, yeah. at least for me. You, know, you have a couple of folks that have been around the block and have seen some stuff in the trenches. So yeah. So without further ado, I guess uh, here's the the Dan Almasy interview. Dan, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. We appreciate you being uh, being with us today. Well, hello. I'm uh, glad to finally be here. I know we've talked about this yeah. on more than one occasion, and uh, I'm stoked to talk to you guys. I'm happy to finally meet you. I know over we've uh, been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm happy we only to meet chat you. Via Instagram, <laughs> except not really. Uh, no, man, it's good. It's good to like get FaceTime with you. Um, Hell yeah! You know, we've been Instagram homies for a minute. So yeah, totally. it's funny because I've talked about Dan on the show like a handful of times. I like I'll reference him to mm-hmm. him even like back to episode one. I like name dropped him. Yeah, um, you did. You you name dropped me on that first episode. Yeah, I got your got your interest, got your ears all perked up, and then you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's just Ashton bantering for an hour with this guy that he knows. Well, I love I love some banter as much as the next person. So, well, Dan, thank you for um, you know. I think the one of the things that I I really appreciate about you is. Um, you know, you have this incredible way about your art. So if for y'all that don't haven't already done so, you need to pull over your car or wherever you're listening, you need to pull out your phone, you need to go to what Dan's website, danalmacy.com, or you can go check him out on Instagram. Um, and you need to look at this work. So he, Dan has this incredible curated feed. I think it's probably one of the more pretty ones we were talking about earlier today, David, like it's one of the yeah. best looking feeds on on the entire instagram like oh, the, in, the entire space of the internet it's true no. it's really beautiful you take decent portraits yeah and then you De- have and then you layer in these fun architectural elements these great textures it's great yeah it's it's fantastic real quick i love i was, I was like you take decent portraits and he's like thanks oh uh, well i thought uh you know <laughs> trying to be humble here uh, so no, thank you. I mean, honestly, thank you. For, thank both for the kind words. I really appreciate it. I mean, it really makes me happy when anyone connects with my work because I think, you know, a lot of times as a freelancer and as a creative, like you feel pretty isolated, you know, I think you're just cranking this stuff out by yourself and like, you never really get feedback on it a lot of times. And so when you have people, you know, whether it's like colleagues or just people on the internet who want to like say nice things about your work, it's like, you know, it fuels the fire. So I appreciate oh, all, yeah. all your kind words. Um, and I don't remember what the question was that you asked me. It was, there was no, well, the question is, I, I guess just start with us and you know, you've been at this for a hot minute now. I mean, mm. I think that's kind of one of the things I value about our friendships. Whenever we get together, we talk about kind of the creative journey yeah. a lot about like what we talk here on this podcast about. Um, and so y- you have, you have lived that creative life for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And with that, you've kind of had a lot of exploration in terms of your style and your look. Do you feel like you're finally kind of coming into your own with where you're at with your portraits? Um, yeah, I mean, at least more so than I ever have before. Um, it's been a, it's been a long and kind of arduous journey to get to this point. Um, I was actually telling my client today that, you know, I was telling him, uh, my mentor told me it takes 10 years to be a photographer and damn, if that wasn't true, you know, like <laughs> it took 10 years of me doing this before I started feeling like, okay, maybe I'm pretty, I'm getting good at this and I feel comfortable and I'm making work I'm proud of. And I'm kind of feeling like I'm hitting a groove a little bit. Um, you know, and that's after 10 years of doing it. That's after shooting a lot of shitty pictures, some decent ones, you know, uh, did you think you were awesome off the start, though? No. No? No. I mean... You did that thing. I, you know, I had moments where... So I started in wedding photography. That was kind of like my... Where I cut my teeth. Right on. And the first time I got images back from... Uh, like, basically, my, my partner handed me a camera and was like, here, just go shoot whatever the guys are doing. And I was like, okay. And when I finally got to see those images, I was like, oh, wow, like... I made these, like, these are kind of cool. Um, what else can I do? You know, cause I never thought photography was for me. I was always a fine art guy. I was sketching and painting and drawing and, and sculpture and, uh, pretty much anything that was just kind of like making art with my hands. And I didn't really think I was smart enough for like cool enough for photography. Um, so, you know, that was part of it. Um, but yeah, I just kind of hit this point where, you know, I got to see the images I made and it resonated with me and I just wanted to make more. That was kind of like where it started. I feel like with your, with your creative journey, I mean, you're uh, one of those creatives that is almost like multifaceted, like you're an incredible director. I've had the pleasure of working with you on a handful of productions um, over the years and like you have a you have a great way of working with people that makes you kind of magnetic, right? Like you have a magnetic personality when it comes to that creative realm. You know, do, do you find that like <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, hey, look, I'm, hey, I wouldn't have stuck around as long as I have if that wasn't the <laughs> yeah, case. That's right. Um, but I mean, like you know, with you, you know, you, you started you started with fine art and mm -hmm. you kind of worked your way into photography. Um, you know, where was that kind of? clearest to you that this was the direction you wanted to start kind of digging a little bit deeper exploring that a little bit further you know i mean some of it was out of necessity like you know shooting weddings was a very viable means of income for me for a long time um and that was uh you know that kind of like kept me in it at times where i maybe wouldn't have kept going i think it was just like i got to pick up a camera i got to keep shooting because this is my job um, and I did have a time, I don't know if I ever told you this before, but I had a time where I just stopped. Like there was about four years where I wasn't shooting anything. Oh, um, wow. so th during that time I was just kind of like, uh, I went back to doing graphic design and web stuff. Um, you know, like, like you said, Ashton, like I've had to like kind of learn how to do a lot of different things over the years. Um, and yeah, so I, I got back into doing web design for a long time and I wasn't really taking photos. Um, and it wasn't until uh, my good friend and mentor, Zach Arias, he's like the guy who's like the reason I'm shooting today. Uh, he gifted me a little Fuji X100 and that camera changed my life. That's, that's the camera that got me shooting again. And just for myself, you know, like I went out and started shooting for myself and making things that I liked. And I put that stuff on my Instagram because I wanted a place where just like I could do my aesthetic, like the stuff that I thought that looked cool, you know, the patterns and lines and shapes that I'm just like so obsessed with. Like everywhere I go, I'm just like looking for, you know, what's this texture over here? Or what's this, you know, you know, even on the concrete, like I'm just like looking at the ground trying to find like textures and patterns. But um, it was a lot of that, just exploring and, and like rediscovering photography again for myself outside of any kind of like necessity. Like it was just like, hey, just go create. I can't, like, I can't tell you how many people I've heard either took a break or got started this way where somebody was like, hey, here's a camera, go use it. 
Like, I love that it's like a simple story. Like, yeah. Zach Arias gave you a Fuji, which, by the way, is like the most Zach Arias story I've ever heard. Like, <sighs> yeah. Zach gave you a Fuji. It's, uh, it's so on brand for him. <laughs> yeah. But like, and you went and you made stuff. Like, I love that, like, it's a simple romantic story that, of why you're here. Like, what, you know, you do what you do because of yeah. that. And, and honestly, man, you know, like portraiture was the other component of it that I, you know, even though I photograph people when I did wedding work, right? So, you know, you shoot the weddings themselves and then you got all the engagement shoots and all whatever nonsense, you know, goes along with that. Like there's a whole accoutrement of different kinds of photos you have to take when you're a wedding photographer. Um, but people, it was always something I wanted to be good at, but I'd never felt like I was like every time I photographed a person, I just felt like I was a just nervous, crazy mess of a person trying to figure out how to like make a photo of someone. Um, <laughs> And I never, I never really liked the results. I was like, eh, it's kind of, kind of not really my thing. But after Zach gave me that camera and I carried it with me everywhere, um, I had this whole experience where I uh, made a connection with some people on Instagram who were part of a thing called Photo Frolic. And what that was was day trips and also weekend trips where a group of people would get together and just with the intent of exploring and making photos like either at oh, like wow. a cool location or a different city or, you know, just even something local. Like we did do a bunch of day trips, but the idea is to get out, get your camera, go have fun with some friends, explore and just make something. And th that was where portrait photography was born for me in terms of like, uh, I guess a career slash passion. Because when I was out with my friends having fun, Everything was loose. Everything was comfortable. It was, I found a way to make portraits of people that were natural, that were compelling because it was just very like, uh, organic, you know, it is, it wasn't like something forced. We weren't sitting down in the studio. There wasn't all this like pretense around it. It was just like, Hey, we're out goofing around and you know, you're standing in front of this like rusty old tractor. Let's take a photo. And the people I was photographing were really happy with the photos. And then I was getting good feedback on Instagram. Like people were like, yo, these photos are dope. And I'm like, man, maybe this is my sort of like foray into portraiture. Um, you found yourself. Yeah. I think that's fair. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you think it was fair to say that like removing the pressure almost is what kind of let you dig deeper and explore that as a viable thing to you? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge component of it because when, when I, when I found when I was free left to just create what I wanted to on my own terms. And I mean that in the, like the broadest sense, like I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about like rules of portraiture rules of photography. I just like, I had this little camera that I was really in love with, you know, I, for those of the people who don't know what an X 100 is, it's a little tiny rangefinder style camera with a fixed 23 millimeter lens. And that's it. You don't put any other lenses on this thing. It's just, a fixed wide angle lens and that's what you have. And it kind of became a game for me to see like what kind of different things I could shoot with this camera. Um, but yeah, I think with the, with the pressure of like the job part of it removed, I just kind of like redefined what do I like to shoot? How do I want to shoot people? Um, and it just kind of all came together at that point. I almost think it's worth mentioning though. And you know, I, I know this, I know this is the inside that I know about your work. Um, your portrait work is that a lot of those images are made with the X 100, uh, and the XT one, which is like they're So, and I say this like for the technical people out there that are like, Oh, the newest camera is going to make me so much better. Mm. Dan, yeah. I've said for years has been making this incredible, spectacular, just phenomenal work. And it's, it's simple. He's making it with an, an X100 body. It's right. tw it's a 23 millimeter <laughs> fixed lens. And it's like, you you don't have to have all the, I mean, the bells and whistles are nice. They look great. They, they it's, it's fun to say that you have them, but like, yeah. you know, if that's the, if that's your barrier to greatness, then you're doing it wrong. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and Dan is a prime example of, you know, taking it as a challenge. Like, yeah, I, I want to take what I have here and I want to make it sing. Yeah. You know, I remember the first, like one of the first times I dropped your name, it was like, you know, you put the same camera in our hands and it's like, you're able to make it sing in ways that I just, I don't know how to do. Right. Um, and I think that that's like a, a very unique part of your journey is like, you know, like that is 
one of those where you're you're going to make the work about your creativity and what you're able to do with your subject and how you connect with them and it's not even remotely sure about the toys mm. yeah um i agree with that 100 percent. and i'm definitely what i'm definitely like an advocate of shitty gear like even <laughs> right now today being real with you guys i don't have a nice camera i don't have uh a nice laptop <laughs> I don't really have like <laughs> really cool shit. Like I'm, I'm using, I'm still using my X100T. Um, so I upgraded from the original X, X100. I think I had an S was the first one. That was the one that got me. Um, and you know, I wanted the Wi-Fi and all that stuff and I, and I had an opportunity to get it. So I did, but, but I've been using that camera now for the past, what, four years or so. Um, and you know, I have a, uh, X pro one that I use a lot, not new at all. Has no Wi-Fi. Uh, autofocus sucks, but you know I still use these things. And we have some nicer things around the studio sometimes, uh, just because Zach will have. He's got nice gear, so occasionally I get to use that. But for the most part, yeah, I'm I'm using like the bare minimum of gear, um, and I typically only use one light when I shoot. Um, I'm not one of these guys that gets into like 16 different, you know, key light you know, hair light, background light. Like I just, I just do one light and X100 and some kind of trigger. I, I can't wait till Dan hits his like, I need big gear phase. And he starts shooting like 16 light phase one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Amazingness. It's going to be awesome. It's never going to happen. I mean, when he's, listen, when he's sponsored I, by Broncolor. <laughs> so be like, remember when we knew him and he was like, I yeah. I detest 16 lights. And they're like, oh, Broncolor sponsored. Never mind. I want all the lights. Is this a, uh, are you referring to uh, Arch Driver? No, like, once no. I, I mean, I would love to be on his level. Honestly, he's he's one of my heroes, and like when I see his setup, sometimes I'm just like, wow. Um, it's. Uh, did you see what he? Uh, I think it was on Instagram this morning. Yeah, the picture yeah. he posted. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm the sorry. whole the like, whole circus set. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but I I just and I read the behind the scenes on it because I was like, how the fuck did they, how do did, you do that? Yeah, and they you know and the re and how they did it is like you know when you're that level of photographer you just conceptualize and then you have like 20 people that just make it happen sure, there's um, a team yeah it's a team and i like that and i love i love the way he shouts out all of his people and makes it more about them than himself it's one of my favorite things mm -hmm. and, and the reasons that i follow him is because i wherever i get whatever level of success i'm, I'm at i always want to make sure to like put my team above myself because i really do believe like teams um are the reasons that shit comes together in the end. So oh, totally. We talk about this all the time. It's like, you know, the days when we're by yourself, like it's cool. But yeah. the days when you've surrounded by people who think good things and do good things and mm -hmm. the work is oh my God. Like yeah. I could and, never do that shit by myself. And when I'm doing like commercial like filmer video directing things, like that's kind of that's one of my happy places because I still maintain like I don't really do anything. I just bring together a bunch of awesome people who do awesome things and I just kind of like you know push someone here poke someone there and like it right. just it, it kind of comes together um but yeah but that's a huge talent in and of itself like knowing like being a producer and knowing who to call mm -hmm. for what job yeah. like that is like that's a talent I will never have like I, yeah. I just I don't know the I might know the right people but I don't know how to put them all together and I think like knowing how to do that is that's huge. Right. You know, I've had the pleasure of like, I've so I've worked under Dan as an assistant director, um, a first AD and on a couple of film projects. The best and first think, AD in the world, by the way. Oh, well, well thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Listen. But like, I, I mean, in terms of, you know, to exactly his point, you know, bringing together these uber talented people and, and extrapolating and driving them to bring out their best work. I mean, that in itself is a talent. It's a skill. It's not something that everyone possesses. And, you know, I think that's what makes him, you know, a creative that I, I, I admire so much. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's the stuff that you don't get the credit for, but it should sure as hell be like noticed, you yeah. know, like it, it takes an army to make beautiful things and beautiful yeah. art and beautiful, you know, and, and to do that, you need someone at the center that can kind of, you know, visualize that, put the pieces together and then know how to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's a credit. That's, that's really fun. Um, so, I mean, you know, you, you've been at this for a while, you know, and it started for you, uh, when you were a teenager, you were making, you're making films and photos with your friends 
and you know you've you've worked that into a style and a substance that is your your own now um so like for you where do you where do you kind of pull your 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 inspiration from i mean you know looking at your work Mm. you have a lot of different techniques that you you use to kind of create these stunning portraits of stunning work and i've even seen it in some of your video work as well so like for you where do you kind of draw upon like what's your what's your pool who does dan steal from that's man that's it's a wide you know i hesitate to even answer because i think that some of the things that i am about to say are probably pretty cliche but um you know so growing up i think i think that my background doing art like doing more like fine art and and drawing and painting and stuff like that when i was younger i think that has influenced a lot of what i do now um just and then my years as a graphic designer i think really like nailed down like compositions and layout type of things like i'm laying out a photo the way i'd lay out a like poster design or something you know like i'm looking at it through that lens first almost before i actually like take the photo but um as far as like the things that i conceptualize uh you know it can be it can be anything i mean i grew up um you know, with comic books and video games. And I think sometimes I get, I get little inspirations from those that'll just kind of trickle in like subconscious things that'll just kind of resurface. Um, I did a photo shoot recently with a guy, um, and I had him stuff, uh, Q-tips up his nose and in his ears and in his mouth. And I, and I put a bunch of lights on him and I took a photo. Um, and that idea was lifted from this eighties movie that I really like called better off dead with John Cusack. (laughs) <laughs> and there's one of the scenes the in the beginning scene. he's, the he's sack, in the yeah. bathroom yeah and like he's putting all these things in his ears and I just thought it was so funny and I was like what if I got someone in the studio did that and then took like a really serious portrait um, so just shit like that I mean it can be anything um, movies heavily I'm heavily influenced by movies like I I love movies I love making them I love watching them and I think there's been a lot of that that has influenced I mean from like really cool films to like really goofy shit like that like a goofy 80s movie you know i got this like half-assed idea um you know so i i will literally pull inspiration from kind of anywhere i try not to spend too much time looking at what other photographers are doing um especially on the gram because i feel like it can kind of become an echo chamber i think everyone just sorts sees they get inspired by other instagram photographers and and so on and so on and so on. It just becomes like a fucking Mobius. Like it's just a loop. It's just, and I don't want to do that. So, you know, I know sometimes I'm not always taking the most like groundbreaking photos in the world, but what I hope to do at least is to kind of do something a little different or something that people aren't expecting because I think it's fun to see things you haven't seen before. And the more I get into my craft and the older I get, that's what I'm focused on. I'm like, what can I do that, maybe people haven't seen before or what, how can I subvert expectations in this like visual medium that we're creating in? How do you deal with and handle the people who just want you to make regular shit? Mm. Cause this happens to yeah. all of us where you're like, man, I've got this killer idea. We're going to do this thing. Yeah. And the client's like, yeah, can you just like, just shoot it on white? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so, you know, I think like with portraiture that doesn't happen to me a lot. And mm-hmm. You know, I want to be clear, like a lot of my portrait clients are just, you know, they're actors, musicians, models who are trying to get like test, test shoots or whatever. Um, so you can take liberty and do fun shit. Yeah. And, and thank, okay. <laughs> thankfully, I would say most of my shoots, I get to kind of like steer the ship. Now, when it comes to like the, the commercial gigs or the things that are paying like sort of the higher, uh, you know, the bigger budget shoots, I think, yeah, you do get into some of that. I shoot a lot of that stuff like I would never shoot anything else the way that I shoot some of that stuff. But right. it's because the the project or the job dictates that it looks fairly generic or commercial or, or whatever it is that we're going for. Yeah. Um, not saying that in a derogatory way, but sometimes you need a photo to look generic. So I shoot a lot of stuff for um, product stuff that ends up like on Amazon as like the icon the image yep you know that people see when they're like oh i'm gonna buy this like you know pack of microfiber cloths or whatever the fuck it is you know <laughs> like i i've you know right now um i actually can't really like say who my clients are but i have one client um and yeah and like all of my work for them 
is their Amazon stuff. So, yeah, and that stuff is not creative. It's not, yeah. you know, but I get to do my but, job and I get paid. And, and that's, at the end of the day, that's what makes me happy is, like, I got to go in and I used the camera and I made right. some money, you know? Yeah, and what's cool is that if, if you're in the position, you know, I think we're lucky enough that sometimes we get paid a bunch of money to make a mediocre shot, but that right. enables us to take two days off and go make beautiful shots. Right. So uh, it, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's like, honestly, that's kind of like the dream to me. Like I always say to people like, man, if I can just get like a big commercial job, I'm going to take a week and go travel somewhere. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the balance for me is like, I can do the grind if I can then take a day or two to myself and do whatever the fuck I want. Well, and I think that's what defines like, I don't know you, when you tell people that you're a photographer, right? Like I think sometimes the, 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 the first reaction is, Oh, that must be so glamorous. You must spend all this time up in the air and doing <laughs> yeah. fancy things. And it's like, yeah, no, I spent a lot of time sitting at a desk and, yeah. you know, doing pictures of stuff on white for Amazon. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. that idea. And I think that's the difference between like photography as magic air quotes now and working photographer. Sure. Yeah. Like working photographer is a very real thing. That is the reality of what we yeah. do. Um, for a living it's like it is filled with making widgets for for very practical reasons yeah. and then that somehow supplies us to make the art yeah magic right. quotes again so we're you know, not all a, art striver we're, we're not we'd love to be <laughs> but you know until then yeah. we, we the world the world still needs this world still needs those practical pictures and i think that's yeah. kind of the part that you know i and i i i find I always have this really weird thing whenever I get on, uh, whenever I fly and I, um, I, I'm a big fan of Sky Mall just because I, I, I love to thumb through it. Yeah. But like in the, you know, like when you look at Sky Mall and you look at all these products and you look at all these pictures and it's like, holy crap, there's a guy just mm-hmm. like me or a girl, a guy or girl just like me. There's an artist behind that that had to like make those things. Yeah. And that was a paycheck for them. That was how they got to do whatever great thing that yeah. they did on the side. That was their art, right? That they became known for. Um, and I used to think all this, this all the time until one day I was literally flipping through the back, at the very, very back, like the, the crappy products, like not the good ones. <laughs> and I saw a picture of a golf driver that I had made before. Oh, no shit. So I'm, I'm published Sky Mall. Just, just, I'm just saying all that to say I'm published hey, Sky Mall. You, know like, you know they're out of business, right? They probably yeah, are. They yeah. no, no, the Sky Mall. Yeah. No, okay, okay. They went belly up. Of course they did. <laughs> because how many how many fake fake quarters can you really... Like, was it fake quarters, uh, dog stairs, um, yeah. garden gnomes? Garden gnomes. Mm-hmm. Um, did you keep the book? No. I, you don't well, have a copy it of was it? Like, it? It was like, it was literally the size of my thumb. It's I like, don't care. That's but it, cool, but though. It, it, well, so let me, I'll go one, I'll make it even more so. I, this is how humble I am. I'll say how small of a person, or a small photographer I am. Like, it it was a golf driver on an outdoor signage banner that they, like, the, the, the product was outdoor sales banners, like, that you see outside, like, the yogurt shop in your so local town. So you didn't town. take a picture of the product. No, you no, no. So somewhere along <laughs> the way, better. somebody lifted my golf, better. yeah, somebody <laughs> lifted great. my golf driver photo and said, this would be great if we put this on a picture of a banner that we could then sell to people to buy banners. Yeah. I would have 20 copies of that on my fucking At, table, like, in the studio, and whenever somebody came over, I'd be like, Page 85, Sky Mall. That's Sky Mall. Me. Oh, you yeah. saw it. I took the picture inside of the picture. I'm going to put that on my uh, my website bio as published in Sky Mall. No, I mean, look. Uh, but that's like the reality of what we do. I mean, it's all true. that to say yeah. that like, there is a, yeah. there is a re- like, real working photographers. It's not all like sandy beaches and jet set all over the world. No, I mean, in fact. I, never. I, never. Yeah, never. Never. Yeah, I can't, I was I can't saying, ever say I that. I haven't been to the beach in a very long time. Um <laughs> Especially not one that someone fucking paid me to be on. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, you know, and, but I'm happy. I'm happy. I love, I love doing my craft and kind of like any shape that that takes. So even the, even the kind of like less, you know, quote unquote glamorous stuff, like I'm still, I'm here for it, you know, cause I, I just yeah. like, I like working. So now are you a shitty businessman or are you a like, or do you consider yourself a good businessman or a shitty businessman? Are you more about the craft um, or are you about like digging in and doing it all? So I'm definitely a shitty businessman. I, <laughs> but I will say this, like I, my, the thing that I learned in doing wedding photography and running a wedding photography business for almost a decade, the thing that I learned is communication 
and treating your clients like gold. And those are things that I still to this day really like hold first and foremost, like my people, like the people that pay me money to do this, I, I do as much as I can for them. I, I go to every length I can to be nice, to be courteous, to like, you know, give them extra time when they come in the studio if they need it. Um, and just, and just be really cool with them because I think these are the people who are literally paying my bills. And, uh, so that was, I think that what I lack in like business prowess, I make up for in just kind of like, um, knowing how to deal with human beings. Um, being a good human being, professional human being. There it is. That's that's the title. Uh, yeah, so, uh, no, but my, my business, like, you know, my paperwork and my accounts and all, you know, when you get into that, like, it's not really in any type of uh, super organized fashion at this point. Uh, but I've gotten better. Like, in fact, um, segue into something that we talked about before the, before the beginning of the show is, like, I just recently started using a uh, online booking software. Um, I mean, it's not like... I'm not trying to be cryptic. It's Square Appointments. I don't know if Square is one of your sponsors. Not but, sponsored. Uh, hey, Square. No. Wouldn't it be great if not you could? It. Wouldn't it be great if you could book clients on the back end of an incredible website experience? Squarespace.com has thousands <laughs> of. <laughs> not Squarespace. Squarespace. Square. 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 Oh, Square yeah. Up. Square Appointments. <laughs> you, well, there we go. You just blew. Yeah, that blew one. that one. We're never getting yeah, that one ever fine. again. Well. Yeah. <laughs> We're counting on you, LaCroix. Uh, you are LaCroix. our golden goose. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so... <laughs> but, like, that, those kind of things, I've figured out ways to, like, get better at being a business person, you know? Um, except for today, because uh, I for, forgot that I had a shoot. So, that was cool. Um, I've done it, so I can laugh. But how, mm. how do you... If you have fancy booking software, how did you forget well, that you had a shoot? It, <laughs> the only caveat of Square appointments is that it doesn't directly connect to like apple calendar Mm. or if it does i haven't had it set up properly but um yeah so i i was i was sitting in my living room and uh my phone rang and it was this client and immediately as as soon as i saw the phone ring i was like yeah you just feel your gut sinks i was like he's there right now and i am 30 (laughs) minutes from my studio so uh yeah. So I called him back and just kind of was like, Hey, <laughs> uh, again, that's when I engaged that like human contact thing where I'm just like, Hey dude, I totally like goofed. Um, so but he was super cool. Thankfully, like I got here, he was really like amiable about it all. Like he was just like, yeah, no big deal. And then, uh, you know, we talked about punk rock for an hour and I took photos of him. It was great. <laughs> um, so thankfully, I mean, that's the other thing is I, I think I'm really lucky that I get to work with some pretty awesome people. I, I haven't had anyone come through here who was just like a fucking disaster. Like I have really great clients and really great referrals. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. No, because you know, when you forget that you had a shoot could, could potentially go, go south really, really quick. That, that feeling, because I've done it. I've done it twice in mm-hmm. 10 years. And both times the client has called and said, hey, man, uh, are you stuck in traffic or something? No, I completely forgot. Right. And I will be there in, in 22 minutes. Like, yeah. I'm literally, thank God the bag is packed. I'm ready to go. And But yeah, I mean, like, if it weren't for them being decent people, mm-hmm. it could have been a shit show. I mean, I've been lucky enough to, to go on under this one. I haven't had that situation, like, actually happen wait till it happens but i've had the feeling there was there was a couple months ago i was i was literally at the gym i was on the treadmill running and i was like looking at my phone and like you know like i had booked some stuff through a couple there was a string of text messages and then a string of emails and somewhere along the way we had taken we had booked a shoot scheduled it planned for it but then pushed it last minute. Yeah. So mm. we pushed via text, but it was all planned in email. Sure. And so I'm on the treadmill and I'm looking and I go, oh, and like, it's one of those where I literally fell off the treadmill. Like I stopped <laughs> running and the mill was still going and I literally got pushed off. And like, like I was on the, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was like something out of a cartoon. Yeah. And I had a bunch of people staring at me and I couldn't, like, I couldn't breathe for a second. I was like, wait a minute. That shoot happened two hours ago and nobody called me. <laughs> and I'm here just like in my gym clothes, having a having a good old day. Like I had lunch that day and I was feeling great about myself. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was feeling awful. Oh yeah. Um 
dude. So before, there's before like, looking before I figured all this out today, I had all my stuff. I was getting ready to go hit the treadmill, and then I was going to spend some time out by the pool because I thought I had nothing to do today. Like I was like, oh, today's cool. You know, it's chill. Like, no, it's the sheer terror. It's yeah. like yeah. your brain shuts down and you just go into panic mode. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, I just completely stiffed a client, and they're gonna, they're gonna, ha- they're gonna yeah. just. Oh, rail me for it. Um, so I, I haven't had it actually happen, but I feel like I've had it happen. I mean, I feel like that's enough torture, right? Like I fell off of running a moving treadmill. No, I want right. to see the whole. I right, want to see you feel it for real. I'll, I'll make sure to gram the whole experience. <laughs> what about forgetting shit? Do you guys ever forget shit on a shoot? All the freaking time. Um, and tr- I, well, I mean, I forget shit in general, like constantly, because uh, <laughs> I mean, truth told, I'm kind of a stoner, dude. So like I. I forget lots of things, um, and I'm also really old. So that's those are two things that, like, if you're trying to, like, you know, really exercise the old noggin, being old and smoking weed are not helpful. Um, <laughs> just FYI, putting that out there. But uh, yeah, hey, I, forget, kids, I forget stuff all the to time. Dan. Your, your good uncle Dan over here has yeah. got some messages for you. So yeah, Stay we can school, have like a whole segment maybe. called "Tips from Uncle Dan." Tips from oh, Uncle. God. That's a new thing. We're gonna make it's a new you program. Don't, you, don't, yeah. you don't want those tips. No, no, it's the same tip every week. It's him going like, don't smoke don't, weed. It no. messes with your memory. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week's tip. I got a brand <laughs> new tip for you. <laughs> gonna, it's going to be great. Um, no, yeah, but I, no, I, mean, I, forget, I forget, I forget stuff, stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like a common, like, I don't know. I, I will go one, I'll go one step further. That's my, that's my new saying, <laughs> one step further. I feel like forgetting things is a common thread because, mm. you know, you have to pack all this this junk into your car and you have to mm-hmm. haul it to some place or even if you're you know wherever wherever you're shooting on location yeah. you gotta bring you gotta bring all your stuff yeah um, so it's inevitable that you will forget something but I think being professional working photographers means that you know how to get away with not having it mm. oh yeah it's like oh yeah. Figure I, way out. yeah I forgot that modifier but you know what I'll figure it out yeah. or like I've showed up to a shoot before where like three strobes three flash units right one battery was only charged for mm. some reason I th- they were all packed and i had charged them like a week ago but they discharged in the bags kind of situation Ugh, that's the you worst you're like i have three lights but only one battery yeah, yeah. you're like all right time to make the donuts i got all the way to boston and i didn't have any power cords for the lights one time mm. that was tough yeah i'm shooting available light today. we just redid it now i just i used two lights instead of four and everybody loved it <laughs> i mean yeah i think you're right it's for Here's the thing. If you've been doing this for long enough, I think that you know about five different ways to accomplish the job. I think that's one of the byproducts of, of, of doing a craft for a long time is that, yeah, you have a preferred way of doing it, but you know that in a pinch, you can like MacGyver some shit. You can duct tape and cardboard oh, some stuff together. Problem solvers. And you can make it work. I mean, I, I had the same yeah. experience you had. Like, I forgot one of my modifiers, that, I, and then... I was like, well, uh, I guess I'm just going to make it work. And I did. And it was fine. And everybody was yeah. happy. Um, Professional problem solver. Well, and I mean, like, I don't know. So I'll, I'll pull this into I'll pull this into the podcast. Like, Dan, I know you have um, a good track record of working with young creatives mm-hmm. that are very talented, like have raw talent. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, you, I think and I think, you know, we talked about this. We've had great conversations about this, how. There are these incredible people coming up in the industry now that have, you know, they don't have the boundaries that we had coming mm-hmm. up. They mm-hmm. have the, they have access to incredible gear and technology, and they're hungry to learn. Yeah, and so they have these raw talents, and it's you you have taken the the approach of like working with these these really talented young people and and honing those skill sets. Um, you know, to make them better creatives. They're the next generation of killer creatives because they have people that aren't guarded with the answers, right? Like, sure. you know, I think when we were coming up, or at least when I was coming up, like there was a handful of people that knew all the stuff that mm. didn't want to share. Yeah. It was like this deep, oh, yeah. deep Hell secreted, yeah. lo- doors are locked, don't you dare ask me, like kind of world. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that, you know, we've we've seen how that goes. You know, you just kind of, you become like kind of resentful of those folks and you work even harder and then you beat them anyway. Sure. So, you know, for Dan, I've, I've, I've seen him work with these really talented creatives before and like, you know, it's like a book of open answers. Like here, here's the answer key. Like right. here's everything I've learned up to this point, good and bad, use it how you wish. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's something incredible about your personality. I mean, you you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing to live by if you're a creative person, especially if you've been in it for a long time. 
Well, yeah, man, I appreciate that. I mean, I think, yeah, I've, I've had some, you know, people that are some younger folks who are just really getting started in their creative life. And I think that I, somebody told me a long time ago, be the person that you needed when you were younger. And that's something I've really taken to heart because I found myself in a place where, you know, I, I saw kind of an influx of these younger kids who want to do creative work and they're just like not sure what's, you know, left from right. Because let's be, let's be real. I mean, when you first kind of come into a creative life for yourself, it's very overwhelming. And there's, there's a million questions and you don't know what you're doing and you think you're fucking everything up. And, you know, it's also crazy and overwhelming. And like, I feel like I wish that there had been a person for me and there were, I mean, I definitely had some people, but someone who would just like, number one, believe in me, right? Like see, see my talent and see my abilities and be like, Hey, keep going. Cause you're fucking good at this. And if you keep working at it and you keep like fine tuning this and sharpening, you're going to be like next level amazing, like one day. So that's part of my goal uh, with any of the younger folks I work with is to just like, gas them up because they need someone to believe in them and then they also need someone to tell them like you know here's how here's how the industry really works because i think while there are a lot of tools available and a lot of resources that we didn't have the hands-on getting on set or whatever it is getting in a studio um that practical experience of actually doing it and like getting your hands in there is it's priceless you know you can't you can't pay for that kind of like education. I mean, you can take all the workshops you want, watch all the YouTube tutorials, whatever, but until you're actually like on set doing trial and error, you know, watching your lights like fuck up or not do what you thought they were going to do. And then having to troubleshoot because the client's there, like until you're like in that situation, I think you don't really get it. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of been my mission that like, you know, whenever I work with them to just kind of like do my best to, lift them up and, and give them a platform so that they can like be the best creatives they can. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm totally down with that. I, it takes, no, and I've, I've, I've said it like this. It takes no extra and en- it takes more energy to be negative mm. to a young creative yeah. or to any creative for that matter, young or old or seasoned, however you want to talk about it, than it does to just be positive, you know? Yeah. And I think with, especially with what we do for a living, I think there is so much negativity. Like when we talked about this on, on a long time ago about internet, internet mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. people on you know <laughs> photographers like like they slam the crap out of others and it's like oh you yeah know, like wh- why you gotta why? yeah what <laughs> what do why? you get out of that you know it's dude there was a guy yeah. i remember when i was a young wedding photographer i was probably like 25 26 um kind of just been doing it for a couple years and i was on some forums and there was a forum and there was this one old guy who's just busting my balls every way to Sunday, man. Just any chance he got. Like, he was, like, hitting those things like a punching bag, man. Just, like, and I was just like, dude, what vendetta do you have against me? But it's just because I was, like, the new him, and he wasn't into it. Like, I think that's really what it came down to. Like, some of the older people who've been doing the craft for a long time can be, can have the tendency to kind of, like, get into that, like, get off my lawn, old man mentality. (laughs) And just be really like, you know, uh, crotchety about all of it. But my, my goal is the opposite. Like I want to like open doors, not close them. I want to like encourage people, not like be like, you don't know what the hell you're doing. This is a, you know, this industry has been around longer than you. Like, I'm not here to like give those lectures. I'm here to like show people a way. Well, and I mean, you know, you think about the barriers to entry, right? Like when I was coming up, like you needed to have film equipment and you had to Mm -hmm. have the processing knowledge to like work through your film and, or how to, you know, or the, well, think about where video was like, think about where video was when we were younger, (laughs) just to make a damn video was so complicated, so complicated. And so, yeah, I mean like they, it's, and I, I think now, like I put, if I were to put myself in the same mindset, it's easy, it's easier than you think to get upset about it. Like, oh man, they have all this opportunity and they have all this stuff that makes it so simple for them to learn. And I, and I like, yeah, I guess I could get mad about it, but also like, good for them like that's sure. the, that's the march of technology that's the march of how we all like that's how i got better i got better because technology became right. accessible true yeah. and so like the, what made it possible for me is making it possible for them and you know why why fight that like so you can you can get on board and you can help them grow and you can be part you can be pillars of uh you know pillars for them to make them better creatives 
or you can just be a grumpy person that yeah. like it's going to happen regardless yeah. of what yeah. you do so you might as well just like be fucking nice i about call it. them dinosaurs you know because you can be big and ferocious and you know all that that you want you're gonna be dead you ain't yeah. gonna you're not gonna make it to the next one so yeah. like if you want to be that way that's fine but we'll, we won't see you later like have fun riding off into the sunset dead dinosaur yeah, dead dinosaur you'll be the <laughs> gas from my car i'm uh, making bad metaphors here i okay. never want to be that um, well yeah, you know, I, I don't know i mean i think like in terms of that like my i look at myself as more of some kind of like weird ass like professor x if you guys are into x-men you know it's like i'm this uh i'm this bald guy with a with a little bit of experience and wisdom and i have all my little young scrappy uh upstarts who are just like trying to figure all the shit out and i'm like come on i'll show you how to do it and it's gonna be awesome, <laughs> you know. I'm not gonna be the old angry guy. I, I refuse to do it. Yeah. There you go. So if you need help, call Dan. Well, Dan, call he's me. The guy. Get yeah. him up. He's your professor. I mean, ex. listen. Come yeah. Up, I mean, anyone who's listening to this that just wants to like talk, if they, you know, whatever. Like, I'm always down to connect with people. I, and especially if you're someone who's struggling or just kind of going through it and trying to figure out what's next, like, hit me up because I've been there. And uh, you know, if it wasn't for I people, I mean, that's who, honestly how i'm that's honestly how we built a friendship right yeah. like it was like twitter like straight up like oh really yeah it was like it was it was twitter it was like oh he made a funny joke haha we we both share the same like stupid humor about batman or something like <laughs> yeah that. i can't remember the exact tweet if you go back <laughs> no, there's a tweet that we, right. we had an exchange <laughs> and and then from that it was like hey you want to just grab a beer sometime and you know yeah. just talk and that's kind of where it went i mean i don't know i, I that's the creative struggle, if you will, you sure. know, the thing that we, we universally share as, as creative people that kind of do it for a, a living, a vocation, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, you're not alone, you know, it's like, right. if you, it feels like that when you're in it, it feels yeah, like it you're does. the only one that could ever feel this way, yeah. but honestly, you're not like, well, Hey, I mean, that's who's, that's who's listening to this podcast right now, right? Like, you know, people who are just like, I mean, I think that's, that's the, that's the point of connection is that like, just Hey, there's some other people out here going through the shit that I go through. Let's hear what they have to say, you know? So, Dan, you know, you've walked us through your creative process, kind of your your story to get where you are. And it, it to me, it sounds like you've just been a, a student of the art, a student of the craft, and a lot of a heaping spoonful of self-exploration over your, your tenure as a creative. As you move forward, what are the things that you strive to kind of create to push yourself as a creative forward? It's a great question. I mean, I think kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like I, I really want to make visuals that are engaging um, and that like speak to people um, and that are things that maybe you haven't seen or something showing you something in a different way. I think the, those are like, I feel like that's what I'm always pushing towards. Um, and I'm all, and I'm also like in terms of just, I think the way that takes shape is kind of like, I'm always trying different techniques. I'm trying different ideas. I mean, I'm in here in my studio a lot of times playing with a, a damn Christmas laser that I got at Lowe's to seeing like what I can do with it. And like, if I, can I make a cool photo if I use a laser? Can I make a cool photo if I like get this piece of plastic? I mean, like one day we were in here shooting through like little plastic like hors d'oeuvre plates just to see the refraction of the light. Like, you know, um, so I'm always like, I love the experimentation process um, in creating, I think that's where my like happy place is, is to just kind of try stuff and see what you can come up with. Um, because I think in this day, like anyone can sit someone down in front of a camera, put a light there, make a nicely exposed photo. And you know, that's great. Like at this point I can do that in my sleep and I'm not super interested in like hitting that nail over and over. I'd rather move on to some, some other ideas and try different stuff and fail at that then keep doing the same thing that's comfortable and easy and like, you know, paint by numbers for me. Um, so yeah, you may find me in my studio playing with like balls of yarn or tin foil and lasers or whatever the hell I can find just to kind of try to make something different or interesting. Um, you know, be like a cat. 
Be like a I'm cat. basically like Be a cat. A I'm on my lens. back. <laughs> I'm just playing with yarn. He's uh, like lasers and yarn and and, and, and not giving a fuck because that's another thing cats are that's really good at. That's the most important part. Yeah. That's the most important part, I think. Um, Don't worry about what the other people think. Just but yeah, is that a shit. sufficient answer to the question? I feel like that was kind of... Hell yeah. Okay. Heck yeah. I mean, okay. you're, you're a lifelong student of the art and I think that that's what... That's what has shaped your career, and that's what has pushed you in this wildly, fantastically creative direction you're in now. And uh, I think that's what makes us on the outside, you know, ready to see what comes next. Um, well, Dan, uh, thank you, thank you very, very much thank for being you. a part of thanks the show for, today and sharing yeah, some of your wisdom with thanks, us. Thanks for giving a shit about what I do. Thanks, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and if so, if y'all listen out there in listener land, if you uh, if you haven't already, pull over the car, uh, give the podcast a you know go swipe your swipe your phone to a different app and go over to Instagram, look up Dan Almacy. You can check him out on Instagram. Incredible work. Give him a follow or check his website out, danalmacy.com. Incredibly talented photographer, director, and professional human being. You're too kind. I appreciate it. Dan, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. I got to tell you, that was exactly what I always felt like it would be like to talk to Dan in person because I've known Dan for like six months now via instagram and that's how i pictured him in real life it was good it's good to talk yeah, to he's him. a he's a totally righteous dude he's like a living embodiment of the dude yeah totally super cool and i think that's like kind of what makes him a, a great creative is he's got this incredible um perspective but it's it's, it's he comes about it really open-mindedly you know yeah he's true to the craft um, absolutely he's absolutely. here to make and, shit and he doesn't you know he doesn't care otherwise right and i think that that's that's something that you know, you, you see creatives that are really just killing it. There's this ability for them to kind of look past the the, the noise yeah. and they're looking for the signal, right? And uh, yeah, that's going to make it episode 16 Closing for down. Office Hours. Yeah, look at that. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening to us. If you like this podcast, uh, give it a like, give it a comment, um, you know, uh, like us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and, and share it with a friend. Uh, the Office Hours podcast is produced at the Tannery Studio in Stanhope, New Jersey, which I've now been to, <laughs> by my buddy David Patino. Uh, occasionally, I help out and lend a hand. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us here, over here at the, uh, the Office Hours podcast. We'll see you. We'll see you around, guys. Bye.